0: This week on Thinker Girl, the
1: podcast. Hi, it's Joe Burston from Inspiring Redbirds and here's a preview of what's coming up. Do they compliment my dress and my dress sense because they really like what I'm wearing or do they just want to be liked?
2: The Thinker Girls, hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for joining our show.
1: Hello. Hello.
3: Hey, guys. Oh,
2: hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. <laughs> the Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And
3: Christy Mercer. Welcome on over. Hopefully you cannot catch any of my germs through listening to this audio. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's like those ads when they, um, they show the germs in the air because, I don't know, they might be like one of those uh, spray and wipe disinfectants like things. So they have all the cartoon Ugh. germs. Creepy. I'm imagining those in between us at the moment. Oh,
3: I'm not feeling well. I haven't for the oh, last I say, two days. Why, why? Like you shouldn't be. Like you don't have to be here. I know, but I've always just been a bit of a trooper, and I know that's probably to the people that I work with is detriment because I'm well, hoping a that fine no line. Because I, I want to congratulate
2: you on one way, and I want to go. Well, hang on. Why? But because I felt job.
3: like I didn't really have that much of a choice, and I just thought, what a pain in the ass. If I can. If I can kind of drag my ass to work and co- and make it work under sufferance, then I'll do that um, because if I don't come in, well, then what? I don't know. We don't really have a backup plan.
2: We don't have. It's funny because somebody hard. around the office said, don't you girls have a fill-in and we made a deal like, that nah. we would never do
3: fill-ins. So hey, Hamish and Andy didn't, so we're copying that. Well, I don't actually – what would happen?
2: They if never I did the didn't, show. Yeah, but if
3: I didn't, oh. would it just be music that would play? Yeah, I
2: imagine so. Jesus! Oh, that's a call for them, not for you. Yeah.
3: If you're sick, you're sick. But you're here. I am here. I'm pushing. Infected. Pushing through, guys. Yay for me. <laughs> if I'm doing any vomit burps, I I really oh, apologise. Um, this
2: particular woman. Uh, well, the word inspiring. It, it would be so nice to use the word inspiring in your life every day in a business sense Mm. and she does exactly that. She's the founder and CEO of Inspiring Rare Birds which develops um, and leads programs to encourage more female entrepreneurs which I think is incredible because one thing I think that in the feminine energy, um, of course men can do it too, but is creativity and doing things a little bit differently uh, in a business sense um, is what the chicks bring when it Mm. comes to this kind of stuff. So that would be such rewarding work. We are talking about Joe Burt who joins us this week. Hey Joe.
1: Hi ladies. How are you? Hey
3: Joe, We're good. We're glad that you've been able to join us. Um, we feel like I don't know our, our brains are going to be enriched by some of the knowledge <laughs> that you might pass through this podcast.
1: Or I might just tear them all apart and start again, huh? Well, either way, yeah, either either yeah. Or or we'd be quite happy,
2: Joe. You know, I feel like I've all my life is actually a puzzle that just never ever will end. <laughs> like so, that's I so think, depressing. Yeah, I think is it. Yeah, I mean, when you do a really big puzzle, you know, when you're at um, summer holidays and you might have it across the entire kitchen table. I think you get moments where maybe a quarter is completely full, so you're very happy. You've got to
3: start from the corners. That's yeah. what you've got to do, and then you work your way in. But yeah. that
2: makes you happy,
0: mm.
3: you know. The whole pitch is probably death. Well, so you probably don't want to get there too quickly. Well, my uncle, I'll never forget, he did a 10,000-piece puzzle, and it's framed. It was on my grandma's wall because it took <laughs> him so long to do. It's like, was like, I'm not it, taking that it apart. What was of? Oh, I think it was like a, like a country scene okay. like with yeah. some horses in the background.
2: <laughs> with a horse and like an um, actual cart? Yeah, like
3: Uncle Tony. Oh, Christ. Yeah, it was probably his, his most proudest work.
2: Shout out to him. Hey, Joe, could you run us through a little bit about Inspiring Rare Birds? It was launched, what, just under a, a year ago, and it's now in four countries.
1: It's actually been going for 23 months, so okay. we've come up to our second birthday. We're 30,000 plus women in the community globally, and their supporters. And we love to say that we're not a women's organisation, but we're an organisation that supports women entrepreneurs. And that support comes from all diversity. So we want to be supported by guys. We want to be supported by all ages, all cultures or um, demographic background because that's really important for women to recognise that help and support comes from everywhere. I we completely so, agree. When we
2: started this show, you know, we are there's one other um, and it's an afternoon show, but in terms of the nights format and the brekkie format, we're the only two girls um, radio show in the country and we really didn't want that to mean that that means there's no guys invited. We were exactly the yeah. same. It just mm, so yeah. happens that we both have vaginas and get along, but... Um, We actually really get along with guys and and wanted the conversation to be one where we have off air, which is – with men and women. But how, can you, and but
3: how can you solve a problem by excluding majority of the population? Yeah. Like you can't just sit there all together and try and figure it out yourselves. Like if you need the support of everybody else. It just
1: it doesn't Absolutely. make sense. Absolutely. And like don't you just love hanging around guys anyway? I love doing business uh, with Yeah, men. that's us. I hate you. Yes. We adore them as well, you know. And also, I mean, in the real world, we're not going to all hire only women or do business with only women or take advice from only women. So that's just not the real world anyway. No.
2: It's certainly not. And it would be a boring world if it was that way. We Especially need...
3: because it, uh, it um, I don't know, it benefits everybody, not just women. Like That's it benefits right. men too, yeah. you know, that are CEOs and and high up within companies to have the best people. And mm-hmm. if that means that they're women, then awesome. Um, Let's, let's
1: crack in. I was going to say to you, there was, there was a guy that said to me recently, you know, I love to support women entrepreneurs. I love to support women in business. And if you really want to know what I'm thinking, just ask me.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. So, if you haven't listened to our show before, you found us through Joe. Hello. Uh, We are two radio chicks. The talk thoughts we're thinking but not saying uh, on this podcast, as well as our national radio show on the Kiss and Mix networks across the country from 7 till 9 throughout the week and on a Sunday night somewhere if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Not sure what's We're going not on with sure. that slot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They well, slap it together seems our best to, bits, Seems to change
3: all the time. Yeah. But I mean, the, be- are the are we giving the approval that they are actually, in fact, the best bits? No. No. Well, we don't know if they no. are. Um,
2: they're the best bits according to someone else. So. They could be our
3: worst bits. But yeah. anyway, they're bits regardless. They're, they're bits regardless. You could catch at that yeah, time. Yeah, they're, they're bits.
2: And I mean, look, Chrissy, we've done them, so we can't exactly hate on them. Like, they're our bits. True still, that. You True know? that. Um, so, welcome to the show. And the way this runs is that we'll each bring a gem to the table, something that is in fact on our mind that we're thinking but not saying. Philip the Duck will rein us in to make sure we don't crap on all day because by the sounds of it, I think the three of us could mm-hmm. um, and, and we'll do a bit of a contents to give you guys, the lis- you listeners at home, um, an idea of what we'll, we'll talk
3: about today. Hey, Joe, as our guest, do you want to give us a quick little headline of what's on your mind that you want to bring to the table?
1: Yeah, you know, I meet thousands of women all over the world, as you can imagine, like Rare Birds now is in five continents, 130 locations around the world with 31 ambassadors. So I meet a lot of women. I meet a lot of women face-to-face all over the world. And the thing that's often on my mind is when they see me or when I'm in business dress, but they compliment my dress and my dress sense because they really like what I'm wearing, or do they just want to be liked?
3: Mm. Such an interesting one. Yeah, such an interesting it's, one. It's quite it's, complex. It is complex,
2: and I think yeah. it's a good one to unpack. Mm. Um, I want to talk about this week. About last night, I, I was listening to a podcast of uh, our friend Danny Poller has started oh, her own podcast. Amazing. Um, you guys, for those of you that have listened to the show from the very beginning, you can go check it out. It's called Heart Warrior. And as we all know, she's a big hippie and loves to get stuck into Mm self-development. And she was talking about being a people pleaser and... I realised that I too fell under this title in a very
3: unconventional way. In your own way.
2: Yeah, and I, I want to talk about it because it was a bit of a discovery for me driving home last night.
3: Um, I want to bring to the table um, a bit of a convo that I had with a friend recently where there were some kids playing around us and she goes, oh my God, wouldn't you just love to be a kid again? Not a worry in the world. Like shit was fun. It was magic wouldn't you love that? And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. There's not, not one part of me that goes, I wish I was a child again.
2: It's
1: interesting. Mm. It's,
2: a, it's a funny one. Joe, you are our lovely guest. Do you want to kick it off?
1: Yeah. You know, like I always, um, in business, I meet lots of fabulous women and some of them are wearing fabulous clothes and things that I love in my own style and own way. And I always compliment them in a really sincere, genuine way or About what they're wearing. It could be their shoes, their hair that day, the dress that they're wearing, etc. And I would like to know sometimes if they meet me and they look at me and go, you know what, I actually just don't like what she's wearing, but they say that they do. Um, Oh, okay. As in, like,
3: somebody would compliment you on what, I love those shoes, Joe, but whether they actually do or not is the question.
1: Oh, I think it happens all the time. do they really just want me to like them and say hi, it's really lovely to meet you and then starting with a compliment, which is what human nature is all about, right? We wanna we wanna acknowledge each other and connect. But, you know, are they really looking at my shoes and going, Oh my god, look what she's wearing Oh, aren't they wonderful shoes you're wearing? There's so
2: many elements we could span out here, but one way I wanna to go to straight up is I am so over fashion being repetitive. I I can't even tell you how done I am with going shopping and looking at the same bloody thing. And I just think we end up walking into, you know, different versions of the one woman. Mm. Um, And I just think a lot of the time those comments are because everybody's got a different version of a bell sleeve top.
3: And that's on trend. Do you know what I mean? It just feels so empty. What do you mean that people are con- like complimenting you on the same shit because everybody's got it? I don't get what you mean. A
2: couple of things. I think a compliment a lot of the time is empty because I agree with Joe. I think that it's yeah. there for uh, maybe to get small talk or maybe to, for mm-hmm. them to – They a lot of women think that women are going to respond well to that. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. think that that's the thing that you do. A, and I hate – I can pick up – an empty compliment a mile away. So I'm like, I would prefer you never to say anything like that to me ever again if it
3: means nothing. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. That in itself is gross because I don't know that you're shaking the hands of a, a man in a meeting going, love those
2: slacks. But that's that's the <laughs> other part. That's yeah. the other part. The other part is we also have become to love the clothes on each other that is the same. So very rarely, sometimes it might happen to me, but if I'm wearing like some crazy out there thing, it's going to be more likely that someone says, oh, wow, instead of like, oh, I really love that top. (laughs) And the I love that top compliment is I think a lot of the time save for the lace dress or the bell sleeves at the moment, because that's also what everybody's wearing. Does that because make it's, sense?
3: Because it's safe and it's something that maybe you it's, would wear. So then you want to compliment people on what they're wearing. that's the same it's as yours. It's all beige, empty, safe. Joe, do you reckon, well, yeah, that, do you, reckon you can the sense other, that? Like you can sense I, I, when somebody's I, genuine or not?
1: Absolutely, I can. And, you know, the reasons that I know I can is there's some mornings where I just pull myself together in 15 minutes. You know, I've done a session of yoga. I've had a quick shower. And I've thrown something on that's been hanging over the chair from, you know, three days before. And I know I just don't look that great that day. So I'm either in a rush or I'm putting on something that just makes me feel good because I'm comfortable. But I probably don't look that great anyway. So I kind of know when those compliments come across and I'm not feeling as good as what they think I look.
3: But then again, Jo, just because you're feeling crap that day or that you haven't put that much... I don't know, kind of get up and go authority into your outfit doesn't mean that somebody looking at your outfit doesn't think that it's banging. Well, it is true
2: because it happened last night. I didn't reapply my makeup before we shot the show and Christy's like, your face looks really pretty and tanned. I can see your freckles. And I was like, well, my makeup just rubbed off. So (laughs) I don't know what the deal is there, but thank you. But I guess in those moments that can relate. Because you know what, maybe... You think that you're the most... T- like tarnished version of yourself but, or, or
3: disheveled. But maybe it's a compliment because you're feeling comfy in your own skin. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like True. maybe your demeanor, Joe, when you, you've you got 15 minutes after a yoga class, you've had a quick shower, you've kind of got, you know, a third of the makeup that you would normally wear you've on. Got maybe a pe- sweat yoga yeah, glow. Maybe people are attracted and think that that's, I don't know, like sexier than when you spend 45
1: getting ready. Unless I don't have the yoga smell to go with it, right? Yeah. It's but, really, but it's not
2: stenchy, <laughs> but it is very, um, like, it's very prominent. <laughs> like mine doesn't, mine doesn't smell like, you know, a hot box or something. It's not like Bikram, but it definitely smells like yoga. The dampness. Know. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like it.
1: So I think, what, I think what happens sometimes is there are lots of empty compliments and they're one-off compliments. But behind that, I also see a tall poppy syndrome amongst women. And I think it's pretty rife at the moment. I see some wonderful women doing amazing things. They're complimented to their faces, and then behind their backs, something else happens. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's what. And I think you pick up on that. And I you think pick up on that energy.
2: And I think that happens a lot when we talk about fashion. Mm. Yeah, I do think that it is because I think if we really look at it, and don't get me wrong, I'm the first person to say that I think from a from where I stand, fashion is such a mood, like a later, and and I often feel so great with my like style and and that part of my life. Like I do take it seriously and it's all very emotional for me. But on mm. the other flip side of that, it also is really vain and shallow and there is a lot of parts of it that actually don't mean a whole fucking lot of shit. I reckon that's So, so like, that is associated with true. parts of uh, our personality? Uh,
1: look, I reckon that's true, but I would consider myself a quite a vain person and I'm openly going to admit that. So I'll put my husband, what, do you, what do you define as a vain person? What do you def- I mean, I do look at myself in the mirror in the morning and go, you know what, you look good today.
2: That, is that vain or just like liking yourself. No, isn't
3: that, I think that's what vain is, when you look at something aesthetically (laughs) and you're pleased by it. I feel
2: like vain I would have thought vain is (laughs) uh, when you're more focused on your looks than other things. Like So that vanity like that you would prioritise that over stuff. I I would think vain was a harsh way to put that you care about what you look like. Would you say that you're vain?
1: I I think a healthy vanity though is almost Um, in line with a healthy self-esteem. Probably in the
2: same way you use the word ego. Like ego can Mm. sometimes be that negative connotation, but in a a healthy level, it's probably good. I guess I I did look at vain to be more of a negative word Mm. than a positive. Mm. I didn't think I was vain, but I definitely take a lot of pride in my appearance. I suppose it's not pride. I suppose I just like to dress up. Mm. So I give a shit about it. But I think
3: people that don't... And I will look at
2: myself and go, today I was like, good brows, pop lip winning.
3: But I think people that don't care about that stuff would look at you or look at us or or Joe and then be able to say that in comparison to them that, that that's they vain. vain. Yeah, that I think that that's vain and in comparison they're not. But I we on the compliment front, I reckon if you're getting if you're getting an empty compliment and the same like a similar compliment every day mm. from one person, I reckon that's when you can kind of sniff it out.
1: Like the if you Yeah, the yeah.
3: repetitiveness, like that's that's what I look. There is a guy at work who we absolutely adore, and every single day when we get in, he he gives us a genuine compliment. He goes, "Love that lip," or "Oh, those shoes! It's really making the outfit pop." It's become or, a bit of a joke, though. It but has. I will say,
2: he'll also tell us what he doesn't like. Yeah, things. but I, f- I feel like and that's he's the, not gay. <laughs> that
3: is the only time that I've received a regular compliment daily, and thought this guy's not just blowing smoke up our asses. Yeah, it's
1: almost it's almost. Same as the person that asked you how you are, but don't they don't wait for
3: the answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: How are you going? I don't ask don't people care.
3: a lot of
2: the time how they are, don't you? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know if that's because you know me. Like, if I want to know something, I'll ask it. Like, it's not that I necessarily don't care, but it's I, I won't say things for the sake of saying them. Surely you would, just as a throwaway. If I'm saying to you, "How was your weekend?" I give a shit, but I'm not saying that to anybody.
3: But then who – yeah, I find that how are you a bit of a weird question anyway.
1: How's I'd it going? i like to say something like, you know, what's exciting today? What's happened to you today that, that has made you smile?
3: Yeah. That's nicer because then I think sometimes if you're not good or you're not great or, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome, I you prefer, feel bad for or answering. Or I prefer what's going on. Like <laughs> yeah. tell me what's
2: going on in your life. You don't have to be fine or mm. good or give me one word. Tell me what's, I think know, that's what I say.
3: What's up? Like, yeah. what's happening?
2: What's up? Yeah. Um, okay, Philip went off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> just the Thinker Girls laughing at their latest video. Catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Thinker Girls. This is a conversation that I had with one of my mates um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were going for a walk and we we're walking past a park. And then all these kids and they were just loving their lives sick. Like, they just looked so happy. They were running around, like, and we ha- kind of had a bit of a lull because there were some of the, the little girls that were running around and they were screaming that they were in, like, this enchanted fairy <gasps> kind of. That would have been. You know, they were fairy princesses and they'd made this, you know,
0: entire. Hold up.
2: or elaborate, you know, kind of world and and Can I take you straight back to mine really quickly? Yeah, it was behind Dad's cricket board, like when he played cricket behind the scoreboard. Um, I don't know if any people are listening that are from Essendon, but it's at Windy Hill, mm-hmm. and um, and there were all these big trees, and it was under the shade in the sun, so it always felt like it was a magical hideaway.
3: Yeah. I used to do that in our backyard. I was obsessed with like fairies and gnomes and yeah. the magic faraway the tree faraway style tree. stuff. Yeah, I same. would get all these like I had all miniature like little mushroom things and toadstools <laughs> that I would put out. Anyway, mine was all in my head, of course. No <laughs> props. Just. Um, uh, and my mate goes, Oh my God, wouldn't you love to be a kid again? Like, look at that. Not a worry in the world. You know, things were magic. You know, think about Christmas. There was just this unknown, like, magic element to it. This, you know, this world of wonder. You had n- nothing to worry about. Wouldn't you just love to be a kid again? And I honestly looked at her and I was like, No.
2: Well, let's vote now. I say no, too. What
3: about you, Joe?
1: I'm uh, I'm on the fence, but I'm erring towards a no, a no. Christmas is still
2: magical for me. I, I think I, I think, have yeah, that childlike sense with things. I still dream about my future, and so, I, you know, I'm older now. Like I don't know that that I've really worked hard at keeping that capture of. Dreaming, yeah.
3: I think that sense of wonder can be something that you're expected to kind of grow out. And I reckon with oh, my mate, that's that's kind of right up her alley. That's
1: that's where she's kid, at. I'll tell you a kid's Christmas story. This one will make your hair curl. So I was about eight or nine years old. I got a bike for Christmas. Oh. Um, my brother got a bike as well. He's two years older than me. He used to stir the hell out of me my whole life. And he said to me on Christmas Day, when I truly did believe in Santa, "Do you know that Dad bought your bike second hand?" <laughs> <laughs> Shattering joke. that's
2: so specific, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like. Is, how old would he have been? 10 if you were eight, 11, ten uh, 11, eight. yeah. Oh. How did like, he even knows that that's like the that first it's second hand. hand as well? Like, I remember asking mum and
3: dad what something about it says made in China, dad, isn't it the North Pole? And oh. they were like, Oh, well, Santa's got helpers everywhere. <laughs> I yeah, believed that
1: was it. His, was his way of you know telling me that Santa wasn't real, and he said to me, Look, you can see there's a little bit of rust around the tires, you can see oh, it's not
2: new. That's
3: earth shattering. The deep in the freaking details <laughs> that
2: is such a funny story. That he, where well, he had his mission was to drive you crazy because that is so
3: specific, <laughs> it's so evil. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: was evil. Oh, I,
3: I don't think as a kid. I don't know like in terms of like on a scale I had friends or or people that I was kind of mates with as a kid and growing up that were really really wanted to grow up fast that were really into makeup you know reading dolly doctor and talking about boys and and then that kind of thing that they were um that they were pretty you know around an 8 or 9 on that you know a yeah. scale of 1 to 10 in terms of you know like a, a 10 year old wanting to be 21 uh-huh. so I don't think I was that far but I was probably somewhere in the middle I remember Towards the end of high school, I was like, just let this bullshit be over. Oh, I was yeah. very, yeah. very oh, yeah. ready to leave. I just thought, I just want to blow this joint. Like, I just want responsibility because you can almost taste it. I just it want as a
2: teacher to stop telling you what the fuck yeah, to Yeah, as a
3: 16, 17-year-old <laughs> and when you're somebody that has a strong opinion or asks why and gets told off because you're curious, that was kind of where I was at. So you're kind of old enough, old enough to yeah. ask the questions and be told, just because and that was the way my mum my mum in particular answered questions well just because
1: i said so i was like adult and you're the child that's why yeah
3: and i i just could not wait i could not wait to to be an adult and kind of I don't know, just be responsible for myself and be able to answer those questions for myself. My, so. mum,
1: my mum was a bit of a whacker, right? So she used to get the song off a of foot or the wooden spoon, the end of the feather duster, you know, the vacuum cleaner <laughs> pipe, and she'd been whacking from one end of the house to the other. So that's about being a kid I don't miss.
2: No. Yeah. I don't miss – my dad was a growler. Like, I, I reckon I'm a fighter with relationships because my dad would yell. Mm, like, he was yeah, a growler. Yeah, same with my dad. Which not great. But I don't know if this gem was about let's go through the worst parts of our childhood. My dad still is, actually. still go, adulthood, Well, yeah. dad and I still go fist to cuffs. Don't you yeah. worry about that. But I often think to myself, well, you freaking taught me how to do this, so game on. I like. re-
3: Yeah, <coughs> but look, I suppose there is that element where you go, that would be nice not to have worries or stresses, but – I was so bored as a kid. I got bored of things. Oh, really? I got okay. over shit so easy. I remember going to my dad because he's an electrician and he, Joe and he's got his own like business, t Mercer Electrics. It's the poorest <laughs> so name. You're giving your dad a plug I'm like, why? for the <laughs> first time in three years. I'm like, why did if you you need call an electrician in Melbourne, what's it called? t Mercer Electrics. t Mercer. What an awful business name. Go
1: dad. Like, I've always said that to him. <laughs>
3: But I remember being about eight years old and going to dad and being like, can I be your receptionist? Can you please give me work? I was gagging for homework. Oh, we
2: are so similar in so many ways. I used to
3: answer, I've told you this, I
2: used to answer the phone, the home phone. Hello Stacey June speaking, how may I help you? Because I just was the receptionist. That's the what house. we that's what
3: we did at our house too. I would
2: be the receptionist. Then we Dad would go, one day was
3: like, Oh We would go, Hello, who's calling, please? That's what we always say. I'm pretty sure my brother and sister almost still say that on the home phone. Oh god. They still use the home. Well, we they've ch- got a job now. They don't need to be doing that. Hello, who's calling, please? Oh that's we so still funny. U- we still uh, So use you were the like you
1: were char- you were actual child labour. I kind of was. Trucks. But yeah. I was begging I for it. Yeah. Begging for it.
3: You <laughs> oh, like, I was obsessed with making money. Like I was instilled in us since yeah. we were young. Mm. But I was just obsessed with working and getting money. And then I lied about my age when I was thirteen to start working in a chicken shop. Mm. And I've been working ever since. Mm.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I, w- I wanted to be an adult when I was a kid too, but I don't want to be a kid now as an adult. Yeah.
3: Reckon the thinker girls are oversharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Can I just put a bra on first? See what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the thinker girls on Snapchat. One thing I did learn about my adult life was that yesterday on a podcast, I heard um Danny Polar, a good friend of ours. Her podcast is called Heart Warrior Talk to a Life Coach. Her name was Anthea, about how they discovered she was a people pleaser. They actually did a live Mm. session. They discovered
3: that Danny was or the Anthea was? Oh, wow. So
2: they did all these questions. It's it's episode two. Yeah, I want to listen to that. You've got to listen to it. It's really good. Tonight Um, on the drive home. So they were talking about some questions that they wanted to ask this life coach. And then the second half of the episode was an actual life coaching session with Dan. Oh, wow. And they discovered she was a people pleaser. and. Then they went and broke out into why and how you become a people pleaser. And – I think a lot of people, if you were to know me, you would be like, well, no, there's no fucking way Stacey's a, a people pleaser. Like she does her own thing. She bangs her own drum. She chooses her own path. Yeah.
3: Blah, will blah, blah. you t- and, and you're not afraid to tell it like it is and be honest with people.
2: Yeah. And I think to some degree, and this has caught me out with a lot of different parts of my life, that when you're confident and extrovert, you automatically think that all these personality traits you fall under and then that it's that simple, mm. but it's actually not at all. And I've discovered as I got older that it, I am actually an introvert extrovert and there's lots of different angles that go with that it isn't just one way and as much as maybe with some parts of my life i'm quite open i think deep down with the people that i really cared about Mm. um and also with new relationships and things which i'm discovering Mm. i would put someone before me every time wow and maybe i get to a point where before i make contact or communication i get my point across in my head before I've gone and communicated that to them. But my actual thought process, like, and the way that my brain is set up is of them first.
3: How interesting that you've noticed that in some relationships versus others, like when you say new relationships or that kind of thing.
2: I think I've just been able to filter. I think actually probably is all, Mm. but I think I've been able to filter that out quicker for some mm. so if i'm mega in feeling or like you know i care about someone i i often just go there first whereas maybe with work i've been able to find a way to obviously put that as work so mm. the feeling is a little bit less mm. um and it, and i often need to make sure i watch that because it's still good to have a little bit of feeling you don't want to be some kind of hard you know like proper cold the whole time but that's assisted me to get where I am so
3: do you think you can go in different situations and wear different hats or do you find I think a- I'm
2: doing the same I, I've been doing the same thing like where I there's like part a to the equation and part b right and part a is always what is the other person going to think how is the other person going to be affected what are the what's the other person's take and then mm-hmm. part b is is what's my take? What do I think? What do I feel? And many times, and it's different levels with different things. But particularly with romantic, I will not even get to part B. Mm,
3: the what? Really? Where you're letting them know where you're. at I'll with be things. in
2: it, and I will be. I'll be okay. And often on the outside, everyone will think I'm okay because I'm. I'm confident, and I go about things, and I'm. And I speak. You know, I've justified it all to myself. But if I've really honest with myself, sometimes I don 't sit enough to get to Part B because I think for a lot of people that might happen a little bit more naturally, whereas for me, I think I have to work a bit harder at getting the truth of Part
3: B, which is the me in I the reckon equation. sometimes it 's an intention wow. it 's an intention too so like I would have thought the majority of people like if you 're talking about i don 't know trying to trying to be a people pleaser and you 're looking at your kind of behavior which you know, people might think that you're not because you're you're loud and you're confident and you're opinionated. I think sometimes you do that because you care. Mm. Where in, in relationships or in a work sense or, or in or in other relationships that you can be like, Cool, this is this is what I think and this is my opinion, but you're doing that because you care about the person, because you yeah. want to let them know where you're at. Whereas I think some people might view that and go, Well, you're just talking about what you want or what you think. But I think your intention is I need to let you know where I'm at so Mm. then you can make up your mind and then we can hash it out. But I think. Straight up, a lot of people take me the wrong way. Yeah, but I think that can be really misconstrued, which is where that might be. Well, we had had a conversation. I haven't even told you this, but I had
2: a conversation with our producer last night and we had a a really big conversation, our planning meeting yesterday. Um, And, you know, she said, I'm I'm really glad you pulled this out of me and you did this and that. And I was like, oh, God, to be honest, I thought I'd actually upset you because I was like, okay. Why has this not been done? Because my intention is always like, what's the solution? But a lot of people take that as she's telling me off, mm. you know? Ah, and I'm,
1: you know what? I'm, I'm completely the opposite to you. Absolutely complete. I love to be pleased and mm. I enjoy, I enjoy sitting back and being pleased. But also from a leadership perspective, um, I can clearly lead and influence that to happen. So... Mm. Mm. I'm very much not a people pleaser, but I love other people being pleased in the process of pleasing me. I think
2: I may have been, maybe I can't define myself as a people pleaser, but maybe it takes me behind the scenes in my own inner dialogue a bit more than it takes someone else naturally. Mm. So I think Mm. by not being a people pleaser, which I probably don't think I necessarily could maybe define it as that as a whole. Maybe it's more that it actually takes me a little bit of work to not be one. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's different – well, it's a scale and I suppose – And I want that to be toned
2: down a little bit. I think that – I think – because I think you're right. I think a lot of the time I will think of people first because I do care. I just need to make sure I care about myself as much. I don't know. Am I a people pleaser?
3: I don't think I am at all.
2: That's a, it's a tricky one isn't it I don't it? know it's
3: really hard to answer I don't think
2: you are No I wouldn't say that I no, think you are I don't think so. It's quite simple for you mm. I I think you're like a little bit more, you're able to look at things a bit more simply. Mm. I put a lot of emotion into everything I look mm. at. So I often get confused by that. Mm.
1: Like I, th- I think too, you know, sometimes if you're a people pleaser, you would be afraid of your opinions. You know, you'd be afraid of sharing your opinions for the fact that you might offend someone or they don't agree with you or they see, don't think you're right. That's what I
2: think is the stereotypical way of that. But yeah. do you do you but see how I can versions. kind of fall under it? Because if I'm putting, if I have to go through and dissect what the other person's going to think before I've even thought about myself, there's got to be some people pleasing aspects to that. I think there's
3: different versions. Like if you're on a, if you're on a scale, you might be sitting somewhere in the middle. Where yeah, as so you maybe say, maybe I'm not a
2: people. It people take, well,
3: maybe you're a semi people pleaser. Like with some people, where as you say, it takes that inner dialogue or that you know that extra bit of work. For you to come yeah. out the other side and consider yeah. yourself evenly too, because
2: oh, like, I think that because, may have to do with my anxiety too. Yeah, maybe like, you know where you jump straight up and you get anxious about other things,
3: external things. Because so, in the same breath, I don't think overall being a people pleaser is good for you or that other person in the relationship. I know, no. no, I don't no, think so either. Because if there's, I don't know, if you're if you're a people pleaser, and maybe we'll as become you a, said, you're Joe, becoming,
1: you're becoming yes. Yeah, so and and you're putting, putting aside, yeah, okay. Your so value th- well, your that's opinion. not me. Really, and putting
3: aside your opinion yeah. and maybe harb- you know, um, harbouring things or not bringing them up, and they kind of sit, you know, below the surface somewhere. Like I don't, I don't think that that's good for you, and I don't think it's good for your for the relationship either. And it,
1: deval- it devalues you, it devalues who you are as a woman, who you are as a human being.
2: I absolutely agree, and I think I think what my point was is that I actually think maybe on the outside of my actions don't work out that way which is a good thing but i think underneath behind closed doors and and i'm a bit like a duck i'm actually working a little bit harder to get to those places than i think people would think do you reckon
3: some of it comes back to like a self-confidence or a self-worth yeah
1: but you're both like so wonderfully authentic in how you what you do and how you do it so that that's probably a perception as well because you come across you know, so beautifully on the radio that it doesn't—it doesn't sound like you're trying to please anyone. You sound like you're just being who you are. And
2: I think that's why I wanted to share that. I think that way and those that confidence does come from complexities. I think that's where I wanted to to get to that point today because I was like, you know, the, we put labels on things, and yes, okay, so maybe as a label of a people pleaser, that's not who I am. Mm. But but I think underlying for me to not be that, there is a lot of work that I do under mm. the surface, you know, and I think we we do have those types of um capabilities and that personality but i think it's really important that everyone knows that we both work even really just hard. from that compliment joe yeah. which is a lovely compliment thank you but i think it really needs to be said particularly for women Um, that we work really hard on ourselves all the time. We're both in therapy. Mm -hmm. We're both having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, We both are bouncing around ideas and we're both being vulnerable as often as we can. Not to mention
3: it is our complete full-time job to make those (laughs) thoughts that we have for two hours a day seem easy and seem and that they can be is, tackled. it's so not. Yeah, it's you know, not at all, it actually. Takes, it,
1: so it takes a lot of energy, though, doesn't it? you oh. got to use a lot of energy to do what you're doing. My, and girl, that, my
2: that. girlfriend came out of a kinesiology session, which I've been trying to get her in for six years. Oh, anyway, she yeah, comes out go? and she goes, I just felt it was so amazing, but I was exhausted. I'm like, yeah, working on yourself fucking tough. Seriously, it's, yeah. So, yeah. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. it's, seriously it's so hard. It's seriously so hard, but so worth it. it. So yeah. worth it. My God um we're happy pretty much every day yeah we are yeah so like good you know
1: and like we do at Rare birds you know we have a tribe of people you you, you hang around people that you love to be around and that yeah. makes you that makes you great anyway
2: yeah and i think if you work on yourself you're able to filter through that better in life mm-hmm. you're able to see, okay that person's good for me that person isn't doesn't make them a or bad person yeah it yeah. doesn't make them bad it just means they're not yours You know, find your tribe as quickly as you can.
3: Hey, speaking of rare birds, inspiringrarebirds.com is where people can find out more about um, you and the amazing business that you run or on Facebook, Twitter or on Insta, Joe underscore And It's been an absolute treat. Thank you, Joe.
1: You girls are
3: awesome. It's gone so quickly. Hasn't it? I'd love to I meet know. you. We've
2: got to, we've got to work this out. Please, yeah, please. we must
1: come, come into HQ. Come and have a look at the tribe. Yeah, we, yeah, we should. Would. We should
2: do that. We'll, um, we'll get in touch with Yaz and try and make our producer and make that work. Um, thank you again for your time. If you want to listen to any of the other shows that we've done with amazing, inspiring, intelligent, brave women, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find those podcasts or check us out um, on our
1: radio show throughout the week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you, to don't remember don't forget if she can i can Oh, good one <laughs> thanks joe bye Jo. Bye. see ya Bye bye.
2: Coming up next week on Thinker Girl the podcast. Hey guys, it's Liv Fiellens. Join us for the next Thinker Girl the podcast. The amount of photos being photoshopped these days. If I am doubting myself or you know second guessing or comparing myself to these images, can you imagine the you know thirteen year olds and fourteen year olds etc out there? Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram.